Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. was at 30,000 feet in the air. The plane started to shake. (laughs) The pilot came on the intercom and he told us, okay, everybody, there's going to be some bumps. 
He called them medium turbulence, but listen, there was nothing medium about it. So I just gripped my sweaty hands on the handrest, and all I could do was think about, oh my gosh, there's so many money goals and things I want to do in life, and those all honestly felt really bumpy too. Everything in life just felt bumpy. Welcome to Everyone's Talking Money Podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Game. There's no judgment, no dumb questions, just smart conversations about you and your money. So come on in and grab a seat. Everyone is welcome here. So I'm sitting in a room in what is probably the biggest hotel I have ever stayed at in Denver, Colorado for the big annual podcaster convention. This is the place where all podcasters from all over the world and all different types of podcasts come together to learn about what's new in podcasting, to learn about the newest gear and all of the stuff. And it's a lot, (laughs) I'm going to be honest with you. And to top it off, the fire alarm in the biggest hotel I've ever stayed at in my entire life went off at 4 a.m., last night. And so I'm laying here in just pure darkness. The alarm is just screaming. And all I can think about is, okay, I got to grab my glasses. I got to grab the room key. Let me just put on some shoes. Absolutely no idea what I look like. (laughs) But I figured, hey, it's 4am, right? Everybody else is going to be in the same position. So we all just 4,000 of us just come climbing out of the hotel and just disheveled messes. You can tell that everybody was doing the same thing that I was doing. We were outside for about, I don't know, 10, 15 minutes before the fire alarm went off. And then I had to go climb five sets of stairs to get back up to my room. And I don't know about you, but if something wakes me up at 4am or any time in those like mid hours between, let's say, 1am and 5am, I'm not going back to sleep. (laughs) I don't know if it's the stage of life I'm in. I don't know if it's just me as a person, but it's horrible. So I think I tossed and turned for a couple of hours. I maybe got another hour of sleep and then it was time to get up and go back down to the conference that I was attending and just felt like a complete zombie. I also am not a huge fan of conferences, It just feels like it's a big suck of energy for me. And I've just learned over the years that I have way less energy than most people. I'm really jealous of you if you have just this incredible energy, especially if you can only get, I don't know, five or six hours of sleep at night and then you just come bouncing out of bed and you can go and be around thousands of people and it not be a problem for you. But for me, it's just, it's really hard and I don't do caffeine Uh, it's just a personal choice. So I operate on pretty much water, (laughs) which doesn't, doesn't give me, you know, the energy boost that I need. So it's just been a really interesting couple of days, I will say. And this is honestly the first time that I have flown in an airplane since the pandemic. It actually since 2019, that was the last time I flew in a plane. And not that I'm avoiding planes necessarily, but I don't love planes. I'm not a huge fan of turbulence, which we're going to talk about in this episode. 
Actually, to say that I'm not a true fan is really an understatement. I absolutely do not enjoy turbulence. I I just don't enjoy the process of it at all. I used to, when I was a kid, love flying. And I, I loved, you know, I, I went to college um, in in Indiana at Indiana University and I would have to fly home to California to see my family on, on vacations and things like that and I loved it I love like this is a 20 year old I felt like a badass because I you know drove my car to the airport and I did the whole thing by myself but then as I got to be an adult I just got more and more fearful and I really had to spend some time thinking about what is it about plane flying and turbulence to just gets me so afraid and I think it's it's just that I have so many things that I want to do in life and the turbulence just sort of reminds me that I don't have everything in control and I'm actually not in control (laughs) we're gonna talk about that in just a little bit but I was a bit nervous to get on the plane and not flying in four years it feels really weird to say that but the the flight was actually decent except for the bumpy part except when the pilot came on and said okay we're gonna have some medium level turbulence and I know what that means when they say mild turbulence they mean yeah you're gonna feel bumps when they say medium turbulence I know that that means there's gonna be some pretty good jostling around in the plane so just be prepared so I, I prepared myself before takeoff. Okay, this is going to be, we're flying into Colorado. It's notorious for bumps and it's going to be a bit rocky. But I will say when I landed, somebody said to me, oh, you thought that was bad. Wait until you take off. The takeoff is going to be even more rough. So <laughs> I'll let you know how that goes. But I'm definitely not looking forward to that. But as I'm sitting there and the plane is jostling around and my my palms are sweaty and I'm doing everything I can not to focus on the fact that the plane flight is bumpy, it made me think about what money and turbulence have in common. And I've heard from a lot of you over the last couple of months that things feel a little bumpy. Things feel bumpy in your life. Things feel bumpy in your money and I think there is just this feeling of it's not necessarily being out of control. Maybe it is. Maybe you can really relate to that. But I think it just everything feels a bit different since we've gone through the pandemic and kind of come out of it. And, you know, careers have have shifted from being online to being in person. And some of you are still Uh, zoom based and working from home and some of you are waiting to find out am I actually going to have to go back into the office and there's just a lot of pressure on your money right now things are expensive but also I I really do feel we're still in this period of time where you want to go out and you want to spend money and you want to live life and so that in itself has a little bit of, of pressure associated with it And I think back to this idea of control, you can easily feel out of control. You can feel out of control, certainly if you're like me and you're a nervous fire and you're in the airplane and it is bouncing about, I just, 
I don't know. It's I have this feeling where I really want to know who the pilot is and not that it actually changes anything for me, but somehow my irrational brain thinks if I have a relationship with the pilot, meaning I'm friendly with the pilot, that somehow I'll feel better about the plane and I'll feel better about the turbulence. But that actually doesn't change anything just because I've said hi to the pilot. That doesn't change the airspace that I'm flying through. And it also doesn't change the fact that I know that turbulence is not dangerous for the airplane. Conceptually, I know that. In my heart and my stomach and my nervous system, I don't know that. And I think that's a real similarity with with money. You know that things are not going to be a straight line. You don't graduate from college, get your dream job. Your income increases every year. You find the person you want to spend your life with. You buy a house. Maybe you have a kid or two. Everything's fantastic. You're saving and then you retire and you've got all this money in retirement. Like Life just doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way for majority of the population. And I will tell you from my years working with people and their money, it doesn't matter how much money they have or don't have. Life is just bumpy. It's just going to knock you off course from time to time. And there's going to be periods of time where everything is is very smooth, where you're going to go through the sky flying, if you will, if you indulge me in the analogy, and everything is going to be just fine. And then all of a sudden, something's going to happen. You're going to get in some airspace where there's going to be air pockets, or maybe there's a thunderstorm. Something happens and it just shake things up. And I think that's the hardest thing for us to figure out how to deal with. So one of the practices that I started to do, and it's very simplistic, but I'm going to tell you it is so incredibly helpful when I start to feel out of control. And this doesn't matter if it's when I'm flying in a plane, if it's when I'm in a car, if if it's when I'm dealing with my money, whatever feels big and bumpy to you at the time, you can use this strategy. So I get out just a plain piece of paper and I have found that handwriting is much, much better than just opening a document on your computer because there are scientific studies that when you when you put pen to paper, your brain actually releases some of these pent up feelings and frustrations and angst that you might have. So what I do is I get out a piece of paper, I literally draw a line down the center of the paper and on the left side, I write what I can't control about the situation. So if it's money that I'm dealing with and I'm feeling this moment of everything is bumpy right now, I write down all the things I can't control. I can't control interest rates. I can't control the price of gas. I can't control how much chicken costs me at the grocery store. I can't control those things. I can't control if I was laid off from my job or gosh, there's a myriad of things, but is whatever is feeling heavy to you in that particular moment. You write down what you can't control. And then on the right side, you write down what you actually can control. So you can control your actions. You can control your thoughts around money. You can control how you're spending your money. You can control, gosh, you have so many choices when it comes to money. And I'm not the biggest fan of those no spend challenges except I think it's really good to do one of those from time to time pick like a like a weekend no spend challenge or something that feels doable to you and doesn't add more stress but 
you'd really be surprised at the amount of things that you spend money on that you actually don't need to be spending money on. And you could take that money and reroute it towards one of your goals. Maybe your burden is is debt that you're in right now. You could reroute some of that money towards your debt. You could show yourself that you can actually spend less. But it's not just about spending less. It's also about a happiness and a fulfillment uh, piece of this. So in, in these no spend challenges, it's also really good to think about how am I feeling? Do I feel okay that I'm not spending money? Maybe it brings up a lot of emotions for you. What are those emotions? Where do they come from? What, what does the act of spending money, what does that have to do with you feeling fulfilled or you feeling happy in life? It's, these are really big but really great questions to ask yourself from time to time because it's going to help you really define money, how you interact with money, how you spend and save money. And it's also going to have a direct impact on your goals and, and how fast you can actually get towards your goals. So I think it's it's so easy to feel out of control. I know when I am 30 or 40,000 feet in the air and I am floating around in that metal tube and it gets turbulence, I feel completely a thousand percent out of control. And on this flight that I was just on, every we took off midday. And so it was really hot where we where we took off. And so they had the shade, the window shades down on basically every seat. And I always love to pick a aisle seat because I have to go to the bathroom so many times. And then if I'm nervous, I have to go to the bathroom even more times. So I hate having to tell someone to get up a bazillion times. So I just pick an aisle seat. And everybody had their window shades down. So the worst part was I couldn't even see anything for the entire flight. And I at first kept thinking how just nauseated this made me because there's something about me. I always want to like look out. So if we're going to go through turbulence, I want to look out like, is it clear skies? Are we going to go through thunderstorms? Like I want to see what's coming. But then I started to think, okay, it's better that the shades are down. I can't see. I can't see what's out there. The only thing I'm in charge of right now is controlling my nervous system, controlling my thoughts, controlling my experience through this turbulence. So I think that has a lot of parallels to money. You always want to look out and you always want to think, am I going to have enough money? Am I going to be doing this? Am I going to be able to buy this house? Am I going to be able to sell my house for a profit? Am I going to be able to save enough for retirement? Like we're always trying to look forward and looking forward is what creates the the anxiety and the angst because it's a complete unknown. So instead, what if you can just look at what can you do about it today? What can you do about your goals, the vision you have for your life, what you want to do, what can you do today? And that puts you back in control, even if you feel completely and utterly out of control. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited. And it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30 
washable silk tops, timeless, 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash etm to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash etm. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding? or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical. If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this, they release updates every two weeks and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Imagine unlocking a version of yourself that's unstoppable. 
where mental barriers no longer hold you back. Listen to Mentally Stronger with me, Amy Morin, therapist and international bestselling author, here to guide you on a journey to reaching your greatest potential. Every Monday, I bring you into conversations with some of the most fascinating minds, experts, authors, entrepreneurs, athletes, and musicians. They don't just share stories. They reveal the mental strategies that propelled them to the top. But here's the real magic. At the end of each episode, I break down their wisdom into practical therapist-approved advice. In my solo episodes, I dive deep into the techniques that build mental strength. It's like having your own personal therapy session as you discover how to turn these insights into steps you can take right now. This podcast isn't just for those facing mental health challenges. It's for anyone who wants to push their limits, achieve peak performance, and truly thrive. Are you ready to unlock your full potential? Then it's time to become mentally stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts. I was here at this podcast convention, and luckily enough, there were a few other money podcasters here. Paula Pant from Afford Anything. Love her show. Also, Joe Salcihai from Stacking Benjamins. He and I are great friends. We've been on each other's shows many times. And so Joe asked me, said that they were going to do some live podcasting and wanted me to join a panel of a couple other money experts to talk about what's on your mind? What are you concerned about this year? And he threw the question out to me, what do you think your listeners are most concerned about in money this year? And it took me a minute to think about it. But I think what I'm hearing from a lot of you is this idea that it's too late. So you could fill that in with anything. It's too late to save for retirement. It's too late for me to buy that house. It's too late for me to sell my house for a profit. It's too late for me to get into real estate investing or have an Airbnb. It's too late for me to pay off my debt. It's too late for me to whatever it might be. I think that is a sentiment that I think we can all relate to. I feel that way a lot of times about my money and about different things that I'm trying to do. The first thought that usually pops in my head is something negative, something around I've wasted too much time, I've wasted too much money, it's too late for me to do X, Y, and Z. And again, I think whether you're floating around in a plane and you're you're bouncing around in the air or you're just trying to live life, it could feel like combined with this sense of being out of control, it can feel like it's just too late. So for me, I often think I have wasted so much time in airplanes being just beyond nervous. Nervous isn't even the word. I just get frantic. Like I can't even hold down a conversation with someone because all I'm thinking about is, will this plane please, please, please stop bouncing? And it's just this negative thought pattern that I cannot escape. And so sometimes I try, okay, let me, let me put on some music. Let, let me put on something that I know I really love. So I find kind of my go-tos and and put those on. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, this doesn't work. Let me pick up a book. Let me try to like focus on a book. (laughs) That doesn't work. Sometimes I'm like, let me just sit here. Maybe if I just sit here, everything will be okay. That doesn't work. So I try to find all of these distractions 
when it's turbulent for me to just not focus on the negative thought pattern that I'm, I'm feeling in that moment. And so I think that can happen a lot of times with your money when you're feeling like things are too late. All you can focus on are the negatives and to beat yourself up. Oh, I'm trying to pay off my debt and there I went and I spent more money. What am I doing? I'm such an idiot. This is ridiculous. Or I should have listed my house for sale three months ago. If I did, oh my gosh, I would have got 20% more. Or I should have bought a house last year. If I would have bought a house last year, I would have had a lower interest rate. I could have bought more house than I have now. Or I should have really started that side hustle. I really needed that money. What was I doing? Instead, I just wasted time, you know, sitting around watching Netflix. I'm very guilty of doing that, by the way. <laughs> you you get where I'm where I'm going here. It, it, it's really easy to feel it's too late. And I think especially with money, because the headlines, just everything swirling about is constantly paying into your fears around money. They're constantly playing into the scarcity, uh, gosh, I don't know, scarcity identity that they, it's like they want all of us to have about money that we don't have enough. We will never have enough. And that it's always going to be too late and that something is always going to come around and it's going to wreck whatever we've built up or whatever safety net we have or whatever investments we have or gosh, there's just, there's just so many things. And so I really think the important message is it's not too late. And I know that it may feel that way, but when you start telling yourself, it's not too late, I can start somewhere today. So if you have not started in investing, maybe you've not started investing in your 401k or a Roth or IRA, Stop focusing on the insurmountable goal of going to all those calculators and all those things that tell you how much money you have to have saved by a certain age. Don't do that. <laughs> that is where the anxiety and the angst live. All right. That's where the it's too late lives. Instead, let's go to a different house and let's think about what you can do today. Can you look at your bank account? Can you carve out something. Can you set up that retirement account? Can you contribute up to your match in your 401k? Can you do something and start today? Can you make a better choice with your spending today? Can you not play the game of would have, should have, could have, but instead, can you live here in the present moment and go, what can I do today? And then I think there's an element of trust, both in flying and with your money. For me, I feel like, again, I've got to trust that pilot who is flying the plane. And I don't know that person. And it makes me really frustrated. I want to be a kid again so that I can ask to meet the pilot. And I, I want to see what's happening. So I'm, I'm crazy. I will watch YouTube videos of planes flying through turbulence and watch all the panels and like everything they're pushing and how they're talking to air traffic controllers and all of that. I will watch that ahead of my flying so that I can prepare my mind and my body for what is going to come. And I can also say, hey, look, all right, they know what they're doing. They're flying the plane. There's autopilot. They're not going to go into a turbulent area purposely, or they're going to try to get around it or get around it, get above it, I should say, get below it. Like, 
they're going to try to move around. So you can trust this. This this plane has flown thousands, hundreds of thousands of miles. You can trust this. And I also have to trust the passengers, I'll be honest. I will say it is definitely not a good idea to watch the show Hijack before you get on a plane. (laughs) I recently finished watching that. It is an amazing series. If you're looking for a recommendation, I highly recommend Hijack, but I highly do not recommend watching Hijack before you're going to get on a plane (laughs) because my brain kept going to scenarios and I was like, okay, this is ridiculous. This is a, this is a TV show. This is not reality, but there there is a trust element. You're getting on a plane and you don't know what's going to happen. And with money, you have to trust things as well. You have to trust your banks that your money is going to be there. You have to trust your bank that you're going to get interest on your savings. And, the, you know, when you need to take out money, the money is there for you to take out. You have to trust the economy, which feels like this... Ah, this crazy like foreign language that most of us just don't understand and it's it's just kind of happening in the background. You have to trust financial institutions. So if you have insurance policies or anything like that, you have to trust that when you need it, it's going to be there. And you have to trust the stock market of all things. The thing that we feel, so many of us feel, we just don't even remotely understand how this operates. We have to trust the companies that we're invested in. We have to trust the people that are running the companies that we're invested in. And there's just a lot of trust that you have to do on just a a basic level or with your money. And that can feel really scary, especially again, if you feel out of control and if you feel like it's too late. So this comes back to what's in my control and what's out of my control. And the things that are out of my control, I have to do the very best to just not focus on them and focus on the things that are in my control and do those things. And this is a practice. It takes work, my friend. It takes effort. This is not easy stuff. Um, It sounds easy in theory, like, okay, you you just choose a different thought. But when you have trained your brain to think a certain way about money or about a situation in life, it is not so simple as just changing your thought pattern. You have to change everything. You have to change your behavior. You have to change your patterns. You have to change how you interact with money. Everything has to change from like a cellular level. And that takes time. It takes effort. It takes practice. And it can be exhausting. But it's definitely worth it because I don't want you to operate anymore in this in this place of fear and dread <laughs> like I do every time I step on an airplane. And I, every time I'm claiming this is going to be a better flight, I'm going to be a better person, I'm going to be able to handle this better. And it is getting easier. I will say that I was pleasantly surprised when I landed in Denver at how I was able to handle that. I was by myself. I couldn't see anything. <laughs> haven't flown in four years, but I was able to keep myself relatively calm. And I'll tell you this, before I got onto the plane, I was thinking, okay, how do I do this differently? And I do this a lot with my money. Okay, how do I do things differently? How do I interact with money differently? And I started to think about this message that I've, I've told a couple of my friends recently, 
the question that I ask myself is, can I be okay in the bumps? Rather than searching for the turbulence to stop and like doing everything I can, like pleading with God and heavens above and everything, like please make this turbulence stop. Instead, what if I changed my thinking to, can I be okay in the bumps? Can that exist, that space where the bumps can be there, but I can also be there and I can be there in a calm, relaxed, as best as possible way. And I think that is the work. I think whether it's money or something that you're afraid of, the work is can you be okay in the turbulence? So I started to use my calming techniques I've got this one. I don't know what the official name is, but I call it Thoughts in a Bubble. (laughs) And I like it. So how it works is if I notice that my brain is in a constant thought pattern or anxiety or I'm thinking it's too late with money or I'm beating myself up, I will metaphorically speaking, this is where visualization comes in. I will close my eyes and I will think about all those thoughts and I will think about putting them in an imaginary bubble, right? So picture like a bubble kind of floating a little bit above your head. I will picture picking those thoughts up from the ground, putting them in that bubble. And then I picture taking that bubble and swiping it away with my hand. I'm right-handed, so I always picture swiping it away with my left hand. And what I'm trying to tell my brain is, I don't need to focus on those thoughts. Yes, I know they're there, they're big, they're scary, but let me just push those thoughts aside because they're not actually helping me right now. (laughs) They're not doing anything positive for me. So as I was bumping around in the airplane, that's what I did over and over and over again. I probably did this about 10 different times and each time it started to work a little bit better. You know, when it comes to your money, you can do the same sort of thing. Put those thoughts or those fears of it's too late, put those in the bubble and get rid of them because they're not serving you today. They're not helping you start somewhere. They're not helping you get further down the line. You can also do things like just, my gosh, just like getting out in nature. Obviously, I can't do that when I'm floating on a plane, but you could do that. Obviously, if you're on the ground, get outside, get some fresh air. And then this is another technique I really love. It's it's giving yourself a time frame when it's okay to think about money and when it's not. So when you're starting to feel really nervous or anxious, or maybe you don't know what decision to make with money, tell yourself, okay, self, for 15 minutes, you can obsess over money. You can obsess over these thoughts. But at the end of 15 minutes, you're not allowed to think of that anymore for whatever it is for you, an hour, the rest of the day, 20 minutes, whatever feels right for you. So you have to tell your brain, your brain is a runaway train if you haven't noticed that already in life. You have to tell your brain, it's okay to think about these things for a certain period of time, but then it's gone. We're done. We're done. We could pick it back up tomorrow. That's fine. But right now we're just, we're not going to focus on that. And that brings me to the last thing I wanted to talk to you about, and that is intentions. So, you know, in turbulence, again, I'm trying to be a student of everything I'm teaching you as well, is what can I do right now to remind myself it's going to be okay? So when it's turbulent and I'm starting to feel like the heart rate is 
starting to really get racy. I'm starting to get that pump sweat. I can feel the arm sweat coming. I don't know about you, but that's like the first place it happens. Sometimes I'm like, man, I know I'm going to have to go to the bathroom and it's bumpy and the fasten seatbelt sign is on and, uh, you know, just all the things are just hitting me all at once. I start to remind myself, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. You've been in many bumpy planes before. Everything's been fine. You've landed. Everything's been great. You survived all of that. Same with money. You have survived so many bumps with your money. And I think it's easy when you're stressed or feeling bad or maybe you didn't get the raise or you got in a fight with your partner over money. Your first instinct usually for most of us is, F it, I'm just going to go out, I'm going to spend money, I need to make myself feel better, I need to go shopping, I need to go to my favorite restaurant, I need to order Uber Eats, I need to do whatever is the quick hit, the quick adrenaline hit to make me feel better. And I think a little of that is okay, because let's be honest, we're real and this is life and sometimes those endorphin hits are really needed because it just feels good, (laughs) it just makes you feel good. But then give yourself and maybe an allowance ahead of time. So, all right, I give myself permission to spend, I don't know, $25, $50 today in those moments where I've had the fight or I feel stressed or I feel down or just impulsively I want to spend money. But the intention comes in when I tell myself, once that's done, then I'm done spending right? So you're giving yourself a permission sleep. Again, you can just feel totally out of control with all of this and you can really want to stop it. Maybe you want to stop spending mindless money because you really want to pay off your debt. But for some reason, you just can't get out of this vicious cycle. You've got to start setting some boundaries with yourself. You've got to start telling yourself, okay, here's your allowance. You can spend this. When it's up, you're done. Okay, here's the time frame you can think about these things. When the time frame is up, you're done. So all these practices, they may sound really silly, but try one of them. Try when you're in, in this moment of feeling like life is bumpy. Your money is bumpy. Try one of these things. They really, really honestly work. They're not a solve all. They're, they're not going to suddenly flood your bank account with thousands of extra dollars. But what they are going to do is to help you feel more ease, to help you feel less stressed out about money. And to me, that is worth a lot because when I'm stressed out about money, I can't make good logical decisions. So we want to bring the cortisol level down. We want to bring the stress down. We get want to get you to a place of, of neutral, at least, where you can start seeing some positives. You can motivate yourself to start making some changes. And I said at the beginning of this episode, but there's a lot that feels turbulent right now. The stock market, turbulent. This wasn't, this year is not what it was a couple of years ago where it just felt like everything went up. It's bumpy. The status of your job, are you going to be able to continue working from home? I don't know. Those things feel bumpy. Interest rates, what's going to happen to those? Are they going to go down next year? Uh, Everybody says so, but are they going to? I don't know. I don't know. Nobody has a crystal ball. The housing market, it's crazy. It's crazy. We just did an episode 
with with Bianca where we talked about people are still buying and selling houses even though the market is ridiculous right now. It doesn't really stop anyone. Inflation is nuts. Everything is just a lot more expensive. Student loans are going to start back up again. There are a lot of things to make you feel like your money and your life is bumpy and turbulent right now. And I just want to tell you, do not have to have it all solved today. You do not. I'm giving you permission. You do not. I just want you to pick one thing, one step, one better thought pattern. That's how you create change and not only your thoughts about money, but your actions, your behaviors, and your patterns. And when you change those things, you can start to create changes in your finances. You can start getting that beautiful compound interest on your retirement savings, but you got to make a different choice today. And you have so many choices. That's really what I want to leave you with. You have so many choices. When I'm up there in the air and I'm freaking out about turbulence, I actually have choices. Yeah, I can't get off the plane, but I have choices in how I interact with the experience that's happening around me. All right, I will report back because I'm flying home in a couple of days. And again, I've heard that (laughs) the takeoff from Denver and the flight home might be a little worse than the flight here. And I'm, I'm going to do my best to practice all of this and to really be okay in the bumps. All right, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend or family member you know also needs to hear this message. And if you haven't done so already, it would mean so much to me if you'd head over to whatever podcast player you're listening to this episode now and leave us some stars, a rating, and review for the show We again have this big audacious goal of hitting a thousand reviews in the next couple of months. And so we're just chipping away. I really appreciate it. And I will see you back here, my friend, in a few days for a brand new episode. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.